You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field on Tuesday as they begin their preparation for Saturday's contest against the Denver Broncos. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and linebacker Anthony Hitchens. We'll go in that order, starting with Reid, followed by Mahomes. Then we'll take a quick timeout, and when we get back, you'll hear from Anthony Hitchens. Here's Andy Reid. Has a chance to, so we'll just keep uh, rehabbing that, making sure that it gets better. We look forward, we look forward to the challenge of playing the Broncos. Again, um, good football team, uh, one of the better defenses in the National Football League for sure. And uh, and their offense um, with Locke back in there, um, he's he's been playing good football too. So um, they've got a and their receivers will probably most likely be coming back. So they'll they'll be they'll be fully loaded uh, um, for us when we go out there. So our guys had a good good day today and. Uh, preparation and and again look forward to that challenge of, of playing a good football team with that time yours <clears throat> go first to adam teicher go ahead adam hey andy um I, it sounds like orlando brown was back to work today just wanted to see what happened to him in pregame and how much did he do in practice today you anticipate him being ready to go on saturday and brad i'll have uh, another question as well yeah he did everything today um uh, again, um, he had tweaked his calf, which is, uh, you know, that's not a fun thing to tweak before the game. So, um, and he's a tough kid who loves to play the game. So I'm, there, there's a, if he says he's got something, then there's something there, but he was out there today and, and going. So, uh, we'll just see Adam as, as we go through the week. Okay. And, uh, we'd asked you right after the game in Cincinnati, about your decision not to let the Bengals score toward the end of the game. And I, I get that it was right at the end of the game and, and it was kind of an emotional time for you. Just wondered after you've thought about it for a couple of days, have you changed your mind at all about how that end of that game came about? Yeah, you know what, Adam, I've, I've mentioned this to the team and I'm going to mention it to you. I've moved on. We're on to the Broncos and it's a short week. And so I'm, uh, we're past that and going forward. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, obviously, another AFC team this week. When when you look at just how the AFC shapes out, you guys have pretty much played almost every other team that that is leading its division or at the top of this. Now that you've got a full taste of it, I, just how would you size up the, the AFC and just the caliber and the depth of that conference this year? Yeah, no, it's great competition. So um, these teams have done a, a nice job of – bringing in good players. We've got some good young quarterbacks uh, in the league right now to kind of fill in for the old guys that are, that are leaving. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's great for, it's great for the NFL. It's great for fans and, and great for competition. 
Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go, Todd. Coach, I wonder just what moving this game to Saturday, what sort of effect that has on you guys this week. Uh, I know it moves everything up a little bit, but you won't have a chance to like see the scoreboard during the Titans game. You can't maybe rest guys. I, I, I'm assuming you guys are playing to win this game to try to put the pressure on the Titans to win. Uh, we're we're we're, yeah, we're going to try to do our best for us and and uh, so we can keep getting better. And that's where we're at, uh, not for anybody else. Um, so we've got to you know we've got to have a good week of practice. Um, don't care if it's Saturday, Sunday, whenever we're playing, we're, we're playing. That's the kind of locker room I've got. Uh, they roll with it. It's a little bit of a sudden change for everybody involved, the whole organization getting ready. Um, but Denver's doing the same thing. So, and they want to win the game too. So that's, uh, we've got to make sure we're, we're, uh, we're ready for them. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, Herbie. Hey, um, we, we haven't had an update on Mike Remmers uh, for a while, landed on injured reserve in mid-November. How was his progress? And the second part of that question, what is the hope you might be able to get him back in time for the playoffs, given the offensive line depth? Yeah, so his back's feeling a little bit better um, as he goes. So um, we'll just see. Uh, he's another one that's a real tough kid. Um, just like what I mentioned about Orlando and – you know, that he, he's trying to get back. So, I mean, if he could be out there, he'd be out there wanting to play. But uh, Those guys I don't I have no questions on. So, uh, but he's still, you know, it's still sensitive right now, but it's getting, it's making progress. We've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, I was wondering, upon your second look, if you could just comment on how uh, Dick Allegretti performed and then Joe Tooney a little out of position there for you uh, on Sunday uh, in your second look there. Yeah, so I thought the the offensive line uh, in general did a good job, um, and those guys for having to jump in and um, you know Allegretti's situation and Joe having to jump over to the left tackle spot. I mean, my hat goes off to them. They, they did a nice job. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, coach. Kind of following up on Todd's question a little bit. Um, you've had games flexed on a Sunday before, but moving a day is a little bit different. Are you a fan of this format that the NFL's gone to with Saturday games in the last week and this this flex scheduling that you might be moving a situation like this and and kind of throwing a curveball in the last week of the season? Yeah, well, this uh, I guess COVID's helped us in that area. So being able to hang in the box and swing at curveballs and not bail out. So um, you know we're we're a little bit used to the sudden change. Uh, it just affects a lot of people. I'm talking about from Mark Donovan on down uh, to all of us. Um, we, you know, everybody's got to move things around and, and organize. And we're lucky to have a good organization with guys that like to work and, you know, Brett Veach and so on. All, all the guys that the heads of their department really bust their tail to make, make sure it goes smooth. And um, as a head coach, I, I appreciate that. We'll go last to Steve Walls. Good, Steve. Hey, Coach, uh, a question about Sunday's game. I uh, wanted to find out, it, you guys got off to a, a quick start, uh, right, and then kind of tapered off in the second half. wanted to know if, if there's something specific that Cincinnati did on film that you saw, uh, which is why you guys only scored three points in the second half. Yeah, um, well, they, I'm not going to say they didn't do a good job, but it wasn't anything different. Um, 
we, we just, we had too many mistakes in there, um, kind of self-inflicted wounds there. And we've got to make sure we, we take care of some of those, um, starts with me. And, um, and so I've got to make sure I do a better job and, and the guys, you know, right with me on that. So. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining okay, us. Okay, good. Thank you. Hey Patrick, uh, I know that there had to be been a little bit of a downer in, in losing control here a little bit of, of the AFC. And I was just wondering, based upon, you know, your look at practice today, how do you feel like the guys are responding uh, to, to that adversity? Yeah, I mean, I think guys are ready to go. Um, we understand that we still can go out there and do whatever we want to do. Um, it's just going to take us being better and better each and every week. And we know it's still going to be a tough game this week. And the Broncos playing in Denver is always a tough game. So we're going to focus on trying to win this week. Um, and then we'll let the playoffs kind of handle itself. Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Patrick, we saw you a couple of times on Sunday kind of stump for some calls. I think it was after the one to Kelsey over the middle and when, when Tyreek went down. I'm curious, what's your approach with the officials in, in year five now? How much do you, do you stump for calls or protest, and, and how do you go about it? Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I protest or anything like that. I, just, I like to ask and see what they saw. And I'll like on that play right there, it was just kind of – he said it was incidental tripping um, and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's a tough job that they have. I mean, they're, they're seeing a lot of the best athletes in the world flying around with a lot of contact and stuff going on. But, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes I'm disappointed that I didn't get the call that I, I thought that we should get. But uh, that's part of the game. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I'd rather them let us play more than anything. Go next to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Patrick. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you. Um, just a two-part in that you guys have been so successful against Denver. When you look at what has worked against them, what do you think it is? And two, can you talk about that defense? Even without Von Miller, there's a still pretty strong group. Yeah, I mean, we've been successful as far as winning games, but they're always hard-fought hard fought, uh, battles. Um, and like you said, that defense, I mean, they got playmakers everywhere. And they, they run a great scheme. They have a great defensive coordinator. They have a great defensive head coach. Um, and they, they have a good feel for playing against us since we play so much. So it's always a tough-fought battle for us. Um, a great football team, great defense, and uh, playing in Denver is never easy. So uh, we found ways to win games at the end of games a lot of the times here. Um, but we always know it's going to be a great challenge for us. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go, James. Patrick, kind of with that said, I'm curious what the quarterback's perspective is going against a Vic Fangio defense. It's kind of spreading throughout the NFL, right, what he runs. So so what does that scheme do that makes it so difficult? And then this being your last regular season game, is this the style of defense and difficulty you'd like heading into the postseason for your offense? Yeah, I mean, definitely it will be a great challenge for us. Um I think what he does so well is they do have, they have a great understanding of what, what you do as an offense. I mean, obviously they play a lot of shell cover, shells and kind of combo zone coverages with a little bit of man sprinkled in there. Um, but I think he has a good feel for what you want to do as an offense. I think he, he's, he's obviously the top. He, he's done it for the longest. Um, but he has a great feel of like, this is what you do. I'm going to have guys in this area. This is what you do. I'll have guys in this area. And so that's something that he does a great job with as well as they have, they have great players. So uh, he, he has a good – does a good job of assembling a great team um, and, and does a great job of scheming a uh, great defense. We've got three more going right down the line, starting with Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, offensively as a whole, the way you guys have played the past five, six weeks now, um, is it any extra rewarding based on sort of the turbulence you had to face the, the way you've come through it now? 
Yeah, yeah, in a sense. I mean, we've, we've played good football these last few weeks. Um, I still think we can be better. Uh, I still think we've played great halves or great couple quarters. We haven't played that great full game yet. Um, so I think that would be something that we'll continue to work on. You want to be the best going into the playoffs. The, and I think offensively we've gotten better and better as the season's gone on. Um, and uh, we've, we've played against a lot of different defenses. So we'll be ready for anything coming into this last week and into the playoffs. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Earlier this year, Patrick, I know you mentioned that you were trying to work on your footwork and obviously get into a chemistry with the offensive line being so new. I just wonder how you felt you've improved your pocket presence as the season's gone along and what techniques have led to you uh, being a better quarterback and understanding where you're, where you're, where you're protected, um, no matter whether or how the defensive line is doing. Yeah, no, I think I've done a – first of all, I've gotten more familiar with the offensive line in general. I mean, just being able to play behind those guys, go to battle with them, um, getting a good feel for them definitely helps out a ton. And then I think I've just continued to, to, to work on the fundamentals. Uh, Coach Kafka has kind of really kind of ingrained that in me as the season's gone on, and I think I've gotten better as of late because of that. And so uh, uh, trying to figure out that right balance of when to scramble and run and do that stuff and then when it, to stay in the pocket and make the throw is something that I'll, I'll always work on. Um, but I uh, definitely think I've gotten better as these weeks have gone on. We'll go last to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick, sort of sort of related, as you, as you look back on the season so far, um, what, what do you think your personal greatest challenge has been? And, and what do you think your, your biggest area of growth has been as, as a quarterback yourself? Uh, I mean, first off, I don't know about personal, what personal challenge, but I think the, the biggest area of growth is that I've just learned to be patient. Um, I've learned to take what's there, take the underneath stuff probably the most I've ever thrown to the running back and, and stuff like that and I, I'm such an aggressive having an aggressive nature and want to push the ball down the field but defenses have forced me to to learn how to drive the length of the field and I thought we I think we've done a great job of that as the season's gone on is we've made a lot of big drives happen we drove the length of the field but we haven't lost our, our explosiveness and whenever defenses do present uh, man coverage or or seals or the middle zone coverage where they come down and, and and give us a chance to throw it deep I think we're still hitting those um, and so uh Find that right balance. I think that's been a big growth for me uh, to learn to take what's there, but also keep that aggressiveness. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. You just heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll finish things up with linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Hi, Hitch. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, um, first of all, can you talk a little bit about their quarterback, Drew Locke? Do you see any difference in him now that he's back with the reins after – you know, kind of having to take a back seat, but now coming back, is he different than what you've studied with him before? Yeah, I mean, he's he's growing as a player, just like uh, most of the guys do in this league. The more longer you in, the better you can play and read stuff. Uh, but deep down, he, he's still aggressive. He loves the deep ball and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's similar. A lot of same when he was a year ago or so, but I think he improved just learning the game, you know, as a whole. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Anthony, um, just wanted to ask you, it seems like um, there were some issues with defensively against Cincinnati, uh, like in terms of missed tackles, penalties, those kinds of things that you hadn't seen from the Chiefs in big numbers recently. Just wondering, what was it about that game? Just just a bad day? Was something about Cincinnati? Was it something happened in week of preparation? Anything you can point to for, for maybe why those things popped up again in such big numbers? Yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, obviously, we got to give our credit to Cincinnati, and they have great players over there that made some good plays. But, you know, for us uh, as a defense, 
uh, we we need to tackle better uh, and then eliminate the the self wounded penalties and and things like that. So uh, penalties are part of the game. Uh, we just couldn't overcome them uh, last week. So, but for us, we're just we're really focusing on our tackling and I'm, I'm hitting I'm hitting yards. Uh, I don't know how many hitting yards they had after uh, missed tackles, and I know that led to field goals and touchdowns. So, for us, we need to tackle better. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Hitch. Uh, when you guys were getting down near the end of the game against the Bengals, you start looking up and you see the clock and where it is and the kind of the situation in the field. Did it start getting in your head anywhere that it might be time to let them score to get the ball back to your offense, or do you have time to think about those things when you're out there on the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, when we, right before they took a knee, we was going to let them score. Uh, we call it freeway. So we uh, once we, we was trying to stop them, obviously. And then once they got the penalty and got a first goal, first and from the one, uh, we was going to freeway and let them score and try to give the ball back to our offense and Pat. But they did the smart thing and just nailed it out and didn't end up kicking the field goal. But, yeah, uh, at first you, you always want to go in trying to stop it. Then when the situation is right, uh, Spags let me know in the headsets that we're just going to freeway it, but they end up taking a knee and kicking the field goal. So it really didn't come into play. We'll go next to Mick and then finish with Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Mick. Just piggybacking off Todd's question there, Anthony, how chaotic is it? It was, it was crazy watching it as a player in the middle of it. How chaotic is it trying to pay attention to down and distance and, and position and, and the clock and what a field goal would mean at that moment and what a, what a touchdown would mean and all, all that. Is, is, is it tough to kind of to wrap your arms around all those factors in, in the final minute of the game? Yeah, to be honest, maybe a couple of years ago it had been, you know, chaos and stuff, but I, I, I done seen a lot of football and, and a lot of, you know, different situations and scenarios. So, I mean, I'm pretty even kill. Uh, to be honest, it, it, it's not even, it's not as fast as you think when you're actually out there. Uh, it's more chaotic when you're from a distance watching it. But, I mean, I think we all handled that pretty well. If you just look at the guys, we fought all the way to the end. Obviously, there's a lot of things we got to clean up. But, I mean, that situation, those stops we was making, is, you know, just shows you what type of guys we have on this team. And uh, we're just going to learn from it. But I don't think no one panicked or anything like that. We just – we rose up to the occasion. I mean, a, couple, a penalty here and there, you know, that could be a whole different ballgame. Let's go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Hitch, I, I know you. You're going to play wherever they tell you to play and when, when they ask you to play. But is there any frustration that with the scheduling that, you know, you get you get less than really six days notice that you're going to play on a Saturday in the last week of the season when you're trying to get ready for the playoffs? Um, and, and when did you guys find out that you were going to be playing this game? Yeah, I think we all found out at the same time. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I think, from early yesterday, to be honest. Uh yeah, and, and to be honest, when we lost, I'm kind of glad we could get back at it real quick and we can get rid of that loss and then turn the page. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's football. You got to be able to adjust in this day and age and with whether it's COVID issue or whether it's flexing games and switching games and, and things like that. So, yeah, we're ready. Uh, I mean, Coach Reed did an amazing job taking care of our bodies the second half of the season. So uh, with Saturday roll around, we're going to be ready to roll. Hitch, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, see you guys. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.